Hello, America. I'm Robert Brees, and welcome back to the CEO Show. We're here today with BK Calra. How are you, BK? Very well. Glad to meet you. And BK is the CEO of Genpack. It's a fascinating company. But I want to start off because we have a special guest as well, Tiger T. Garajan, who is the outgoing CEO. So we're going to learn about succession. We're going to learn about all of the insights. And this is really a unique company. So let's start with you, Tiger. In its inception from GE, I think there are two fundamentals that are different about Genpak than any organization in the world, which is the Six Sigma, the big business expertise. Talk about your concept um, as being CEO for many years of Genpak. Robert, thank you for having me back on the show and having us together to talk about the various topics that you teed up. So let me start with the history of Genpak. We were born in the late 90s when GE was going down the journey of bringing in Lean and Six Sigma to drive efficiency and effectiveness in the various business operations that the different businesses of GE had. And GE had a variety of businesses in those days. And that's how uh, this business was born. So at the core of the company is real expertise and DNA on Lean, Six Sigma, process excellence, to drive value for GE and then subsequently we spun off in 2005 and now serve more than close to half of the global 500 companies and we do a bunch of back office processes for them as we used to for GE but with much more technology infused in it but over the years we've migrated to the middle office and to the front office because what technology has done and AI is potentially going to do even more is connect the back to the middle to the front in order to drive end-to-end value. So that's been the journey we've been on. Now four and a half billion dollars, 125,000 people provide services across 35 different countries, um, across six very well-defined industry sectors. Thank you, Tiger. BK, so talk about though what Genpak is today and the differentiators of why you're different than any organization, but also just share a little bit because you have some background back to the seeds of Genpak. Exactly. Thank you, Robert. Uh, so our differentiation lies in three or four key attributes. One of our core differentiation is in domain, is in delivering business services that actually nobody does, and that's where our genesis was back in late 90s, as Tiger mentioned and infusing understanding business services, understanding what that particular process does, drive value through that particular process, and infusing data, end-to-end process thinking, and now AI is one of the core differentiation. I think second core differentiation is all around our talent. We have nurtured, we have 127,000 people operating in 35 countries, and The talent that we have is always learning and always agile. And we are really, really precious about the talent that we onboard and talent that we harness. And clearly, other key differentiation is all about our clients. This is in the service of our clients. Uh, As Tiger mentioned, we work with nearly half of Fortune 500 clients uh, and many others. And how we propel them towards the art of creating value is core part of our differentiation. 
when you talk about that adding value, I, I speak with CEOs every day, and AI, specifically generative AI, it never does not come up in a conversation. Everyone's talking about this. So uh, from your perspective, because you're so deeply involved, is this fluff or is this real? And just share what your thoughts are on it. Absolutely. And you're so right. Uh, AI is the topic of the day. And I would say AI will be topic of the day two years from now, five years from now. So it's certainly not fluff. And AI is not a new topic. Yes, generative AI made it a new topic across the board, across all conversations that you will have with many, many CEOs or CXOs. AI has been there, Robert, for over 10 years in many companies, most certainly than fact. Uh, what happened in November of 2022 through OpenAI is this new uh, natural language generation because uh, now people could see, people could feel that AI can actually seep into their lives and uh, they could touch and feel it is why it has become such a topical conversation. And we do believe that this is a turning moment for AI. The time of AI winter is over and it will absolutely be a transformative technology as we step into the next decade. So based on that, it's going to be around, it's going to be core. We're, five years is a long time. Think back five years from now where we were at. What advice do you have to CEOs on on generative AI? And uh, I, you, you can't say hire GenPack, although it may be a great, <laughs> great idea. What advice, what should the, the, the top CEOs be thinking of now? It's a great question, Robert. And... Look, there are many, many conversations. Everybody is very, very excited about what generative AI can do. Uh, and therefore, they dive very quickly into art of possible. And how do you think about just allowing 1,000 flowers to bloom to make it far more meaningful conversation? We have a frame that we typically advise uh, CEOs through. That frame includes what, is, what does possibility mean, possibility of AI. And you, that framing is back to the business question of, uh, you know, what are the goals that you have? And typically when an enterprise thinks about goals, we observe they have gaps in the goals. The gaps in the goals could be in skill sets. The gap, gaps in the goals could be in tool sets or mindsets. But clearly defining the goals, and AI is just one of the tools. It is not the be-all and all of it. Another frame of that is, applicability and how work gets done. And that's very, very important. It is not a subject of just automating a process. It is what is the work today and how work can get done tomorrow uh, is a very different question. Uh, another lens is capability and how you bring in various capabilities that exist within your organization or that you need to borrow from partners like us to deliver the goals and all of this in the framework of responsibility. Responsible AI is an integral pillar of AI, and in case you don't pay enough attention to it, it can soon become a liability. Let's talk about that. Which are the industries that you work most with? I, I think there's six core industries. Six core industries and then many other industries underneath them. I'll pick up financial services, one of the core industries that we work with. 
what's an example of of a client who you've worked with? What was the challenge they had? What was the action you took? And what was the result? In a sense, where that went with the relationship? It's a great question again, Robert. And we have multitude of clients in financial services, but I'll possibly connect the dot with AI uh, to the question that you're asking. So I'll pick up financial crimes. Financial crime is one of the key areas that all the banks, financial institutions are uh, you know, very attentive to, uh, also because it is a regulated space. And it is a very onerous and cumbersome process, uh, you know, as you can think of uh, the cyber threat perception as well. And with the help of AI, what we have done uh, we have our own proprietary tool, we call it Risk Canvas, uh, which was built on uh, AWS native environment. And uh, we integrated the bedrock capabilities to do auto narrative generator uh, for uh, financial crime. And that is now in production in many of these financial services clients. If someone wants to learn more about GenPack, what is the website to go to? A CEO's listening in, they say, oh, I really should be working with them. One of the one of the CEOs who may not be working with you yet. Yeah, and there are many of them. www.genpack.com. G-E-N. You know what's interesting? If you think about it in AI, you are the one company all those years ago, you had the perfect name, Gen, G-E-N, Pack. So it's like Gen we, AI, there we, you go. We had the foresight, I guess. Tiger had the foresight. <laughs> foresight many years ago. We're now going to take a commercial break. When we come back, we're going to hear about something interesting, which is succession. And you're, this is rare, where you get two CEOs, incoming, outgoing, of a multi-billion dollar organization. So you'll hear that when you come back. Stay tuned. Go to genpack.com while you're listening. Hi, this is Robert Reese back on The CEO Show, where we speak with the CEOs who have reinvented the fabric of America. And we're, we're here with, with, with BK, who is the CEO of GenPak Incoming. And this is an organization we're going to find out also about those 127,000 people, how you, how, you, how you build a culture where you've won all these awards as most innovative culture and stuff. But let's talk about succession because we have the outgoing CEO, Tiger. So, Tiger, what are your thoughts on succession? You know, one of the things that I believe firmly is that organizations and institutions not only should deliver value for shareholders, for customers, for their employees, and for the community, but should do so in a very, very sustainable way. And sustainability is about... 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100, 200 years later, what's the institution uh, doing? How much it's thriving? Remember, we grew up with GE, uh, one of those types of institutions over decades. Um, and therefore, as I've thought about uh, leadership, I've always wondered why not enough attention is paid by leaders to what happens to the business, to their team, and to the company that they were leading post their leaving. Um, so as I've thought about CEO succession at GenPak, and as I finished my 12 years and getting into now the 13th year, I've always m thought about how do I make sure that the Britain exchange is done in a manner where three, four, five years later, I can look back with pride. 
at the institution that I was involved in building and now continues to thrive. And the important thing to remember is that it's going to change. Uh, this company, Genpact, has pivoted seven times in its 25-year history. Um, most recently, it's pivoted more often than before because the world has changed so much. I think it'll be fair to say that going forward, it'll pivot even faster because that's the world we are in. And to be able to do that with the foundation that we have is what I have spent a lot of time and the board has spent a lot of time uh, thinking through the right way of building succession. And I have to say that in the choice of BK that the board made, um, I am so delighted because as BK explained, he's been at the company for 20 years. Um, he knows the culture of the company. At the same time, he has a vision for the future, which he described uh, in the conversation that he had as AI first. And I believe that's a very important vision to have, but yet built on the foundation of lean and Six Sigma and process and industry knowledge. So that's the way I think about CEO succession. So BK, what do you have to add to that? Well, I think uh, very, very proud of the foundation that we have. And um, we, a lot of times we say, we are a different company that you can still recognize. And uh, that's, the, that's the pivot that Tiger has been talking about. We are constantly evolving, constantly changing in service of our clients, in service of our people, in service of our communities. And uh, that speed, will, speed of change will only increase. Yeah, it, it's certainly a unique business model with great value. So let's go, BK, into your, um, into your philosophy on leadership. And now, specifically, you said you have 127,000 people, and talent is one of the three core elements with domain and customers. So talk about your leadership philosophy, how you manage a culture that's so large. Yeah, it's a great question again, Robert. So first, let me go to our people, uh, that who, who we are very, very proud of. And one of the attributes that we are exceptionally proud of is their learnability index and the curiosity that they have and the curiosity that they fuel in their teams. Uh, we also have an infrastructure set up and a platform set up within the company. We call it Genome. Uh, we In the 120,000 people, 100,000 plus people are enrolled on Genome, where we have Genome? Genome. G-E-N-O-M-E. Genome. And uh, there are nearly 100 plus specified skills, both technology skills as well as softer skills that people can themselves train on. And uh, uh, so curiosity and learnability and agility is fueled in our, uh, in our people. And we have a framework, we call it CI scare, curiosity, courage, incisive, inclusive, on bedrock of integrity. Oh, I love that. Say that one more time for everyone. It is CI scare, so two C's, two I's, on bedrock of integrity. Curiosity, courage, inclusive, incisive, on bedrock of integrity. And how do you get, it's a brilliant one, I've never heard it before, how do you get 127,000 people to line up on this and follow that way? And it is a lot sitting in how leaders behave, how leaders authentically talk about it, and not just talk about it, do it every single day. 
and therefore the sedu ratio as we say it in within genpack beat for our clients beat for our people is a very precious asset that we have great so so on the concept of innovation so you have this culture and and um and I, I've written for Forbes like 350 articles, and you know you were totally separate from this, but you were always like one of the top 100 best cultures of innovation. What is the secret to innovation to making it really work? It's a fascinating question again, Robert. It sits in the lean Six Sigma and always questioning the status quo. That's how we were born. And that's how we behave even today, 25 years later. Every single day, people wake up to do better. And when you are thinking about doing better, along with the tools that you have, be it Lean, be it Six Sigma, be it data, be it process, be it AI, be it end-to-end thinking, in service of doing better for clients, doing better for communities, change and innovation happens. And, and you've only about a minute and a half left We've talked Six Sigma. Everyone's heard the top, the concept, uh, black belts in it. Just give people who maybe are newer listeners who haven't what Six Sigma is because that's really part of your DNA. It's just way of thinking, way of thinking how to constantly evolve and improve and remove defects. And and it's something like three defects per three point. 3.8 defects in a million. Okay, thank you. I knew I'd get it right for you. Okay, finally, you've, you've, you've 30 seconds left. Just give, give a sentence of your advice to CEOs on how they manage change and navigate uncertainty going forward. Be authentic, be learning, be adaptable. You will, you will not only survive, you will thrive. And there you have it, less than 30 seconds. A pleasure, BK, welcome in, and Tiger, great having you both on the CEO Show. Thank Thank you, Robert. Robert.